God Conversations with Tanya Harris. So let me ask you that question. What does God tell me? <laughs> well, you know, thunder, lightning. <laughs> Mother Teresa, someone asked her, when did God speak to you? And she said, whenever he wants. So essentially the, the Bible is a, a collection of God Conversations, if you like. I had a vision of a car accident. And I'm sitting on the couch thinking, why have I just seen this? How could I know if God was speaking to me? How could I know that that or that thought was actually just me thinking about, oh, I've had some bad pizza. Jesus said we'd recognise his voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation. If I were to ask you, what is the one thing that's stopping you from being successful in your life? What would you say? Oftentimes we point to an obstacle in our circumstances, say a lack of money or perhaps a bad job or some poor turn of luck. But the truth is, the things in our lives that most thwart our progress are the obstacles inside of us. This week on the show, we're talking about growing pains, what it takes to live an empowered and successful life. Hi, and welcome to episode 55 of the God Conversations podcast. My name is Tanya Harris, and I'm a pastor, speaker, and founder of this ministry that equips you to recognize and respond to God's voice. Well, it's great to have you on the show today. You know, one of the things that I've noticed when you hear from God, He asks you to change. People often love this whole concept of, wow, I want to have an experience hearing God's voice. Wouldn't that be awesome? But they don't realize that when God speaks, He's calling us to follow Jesus and following Jesus leads us to the places where Jesus walked. Ultimately, it leads us to the cross. It leads us to die to ourselves and to be born again into a new life and to really fully realise the person that we were created to be. And that involves change. See, God is in the process of calling us to be like Him and to be more fully like ourselves. And that process is just not easy. There are a whole bunch of obstacles on the road to success. I think of feelings of inadequacy, perhaps a love of what's in the comfort zone, fear of failure. There are a whole lot of growing pains that each one of us faces as God speaks into our lives. And as we go through this process, we need to go through the pain of growth. Sometimes that calls us to shy away from what God is saying. But there is a greater pain than all of those put together. And we're going to talk about what happens when we ignore what God is saying to us, when we resist the call of His Spirit. I want to encourage you as you listen to this episode and as we talk about some of the realities of growth and how the Spirit works in our lives, I want to encourage you to listen to what God is saying to you and how you're responding to Him. And just to be encouraged that everything that God calls us to, every area of growth, every obstacle He calls us to overcome is ultimately for our good. It's so that we can know Him better and so that we can realise the people that we were created to be. Enjoy the show. Often when we look at this area and we ask this question, well, how can I improve my life? We focus on the external things, don't we? Oh, if 
only my situation was different, if only my job had more money, if only I had a better partner, a husband or a wife, or if only my finances were better, if only the traffic was better, if only the sun was shining. But in fact, we live our lives, we experience our circumstances through our own mindsets, our thinking. And the most effective way to change our lives, our external circumstances, is to change ourselves. The very thing that lies at the core of everything we do. The fastest way to change our lives is to change ourselves. But that's often the most difficult thing to do. At this point, it's important to remember that every single one of us was made and formed by God, by His design. We're made in God's image, unique and special, with a purpose that God has designed for us to do. Psalm 139 talks about this. It says, For Lord, you created me in my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. We are all made in God's image. However, that image has been distorted. It's been marred. Sin has brought damage to our lives and we don't always function in the way that we are destined to be. There's experiences and mistakes, environments and destructive relationships that have brought about damage in our lives. And when we make a decision to follow God, what begins to happen is God's Holy Spirit begins to work in us, to form us, that we may be like God, our Creator, and become more fully who He designed us to be. This whole process is talked about in a wonderful way in the book of Jeremiah. I love the image that's painted there. It's in Jeremiah chapter 18. And God says to the prophet, go down to the potter's house. I want to speak to you about something there. Jeremiah goes down and he sees a potter at his will. And the potter takes a pot off the shelf. It's broken and cracked and marred in his hands. And he begins to put it on the wheel and he begins to spin it round and round. He adds water and softens the clay and begins to shape it into the design that seems best for him. God spoke to Jeremiah and he said, Can I not do with you? Can I not do with my people what I do with this pot? See, God comes to shape us, to mould us and to form us. And He's always wanting to bring growth and change in our lives. He has in mind to make something beautiful out of our lives and fully restore the God image in each one of us. The question, of course, is how do we cooperate with what he's doing? I love that imagery in Jeremiah about God forming the clay jar into a design that seems best for him. God comes and he begins to form our lives. It sounds so poetic, but you know, the reality is actually quite difficult. You don't have to be walking with God for very long before you start to feel it. God begins to put his finger on something in your life. He begins to shape you. You feel his hand on you. And what we begin to experience is a little bit of pain, a little bit of challenge, because change and growth can be challenging. I call it growing pains. There's a reason, you know, why people don't change. And that is because often change and growth is hard. It's painful. We love to make excuses like, I'm too old to change, or that's just who I am. I'm too set in my ways, or that's the way I've always 
done it. We resist the change. When God comes to touch us and shape us, we say, no, don't touch this. Don't do this. I'm fine the way I am. One of the most prominent times I experienced this in my own life was in my late 20s. I remember it so clearly. My pastor at the time invited me to go to a leadership conference. I'm like, leadership conference? Why would I go to a leadership conference? I'm not a leader. I don't think of myself that way. I I, I don't want to go. This is not something I want to do. And I remember being terrified about the prospect and I'm thinking, why is she asking me to do this? And then over time, particularly in that that phase of my life, I experienced God's hand constantly dealing with the issues in my heart, those things inside of me, the fears and the insecurities. And God was moulding me into what He had for me. I had all these plans, you know, and desires. I remember praying these big prayers, God, use me to change the world. Use me to make a difference. I want to serve you with all my heart. But the reality was that the inside of me, I couldn't do it. I had all these things holding me back. God began to mould me and shape me. He was taking that broken, cracked jar of clay and He was beginning to work it. He was beginning to work with me at the deepest level. And you know, that process hasn't changed. It was particularly intense in that period. And I, I began to grow and see all that God had for me. But that process has never changed. He's constantly saying, hey, Tanya, I want you to work on this area. I want to refine you in the way you treat people. I want to refine you in the way you speak about things. I want to refine you in your levels of generosity. I want to refine you in the way you think about yourself. What is that? That's the Spirit of God working in each one of us because He has a beautiful design. I love what Ephesians 2.10 says. It says, We are God's workmanship, created to do good works, which He prepared in advance for each one of us to do. He has that for every single one of us. And He invites us to be part of the process, letting His Spirit transform us from inside to the out. But understanding that there's going to be some growing pains. There's going to be some challenge. Medical doctors tell us that about a third of all children experience growing pains. But even though a child may experience a lot of pain, there's still no damage to the child's bones or muscles. Growing pains seem to be a normal part of the growth process. In the same way, growth and change causes pain in us as adults. But it's a normal part of the process that God has for us as He shapes our lives and He calls us to grow up. But it's absolutely key to a successful life. And when the Spirit of God comes into our lives, He calls us to grow and to learn, to become more like Him. And sometimes that takes a little bit of pain. I discovered this for myself a number of years ago. You see, I thought I was a pretty good photographer. I like to take photos and I would take good photos. You know, I wouldn't cut people's heads off out of the frame or I wouldn't have half the image missing. When I posted the photos on social media, I got a lot of likes. People said, you're a good photographer. I thought it wise to agree with them. So I decided to get even better than what I was. I decided to do a photography course. There we were on the first night, probably a group of eight to 10 of us or so with our big new DSLR cameras. And then the man, the teacher began talking about the different buttons on the camera. You know, all the ones that are different to the one that says automatic. He was talking really fast and using words like aperture and hyperfocal distance and white noise. 
I tried to follow on, but pretty soon I got confused. As the course wore on that first night, my headache grew. He kept talking about more of those buttons that I didn't use. I was completely overwhelmed and I had to fight the urge to run. By the end of the night, the only thing that prevented me from coming back next time was that I paid up front for the course. The reason, of course, for my pain was that I was in the company of someone who was so much better than I was. I can still feel all the insecurities that came to the surface. I was that that kid who was desperately thinking, please don't ask me a question because I'm going to look stupid. You know, I've always been the teacher. I've been the lecturer. I've been the pastor. I'm the one that's posing all the questions from the front. And now I'm the one who's feeling ignorant at the back of the class. See, what I was experiencing was the pain of inadequacy. It's that recognition that I'm not as good as I thought I was. This is such an important step of the learning process. You know, I think as adults, we seem to think that once we've finished school and we graduate from uni or wherever we've been, that that's the end of that feeling of inadequacy. But the truth is, is that when God comes into our lives, He calls us up. He calls us to grow. And the only way that we can do that is to recognise that we first need to grow. God calls us to lifelong learning. And He constantly comes to us and says, I want you to grow in this area. This is an area of need where you need to develop, where that broken pot that's been marred by sin and damage and God says, I want to touch that. I want to make it whole. I want for you to grow. And often we're that pot that says, don't touch me. Don't touch me. I'm okay. See, in growing up, In developing our lives, we must first realise that we need to grow. It's painful, but that kind of humility is necessary for us to be teachable. We need to think of ourselves with sober judgment, Romans 12, 3 says, so that as God comes and works in us, we respond to His touch. We're humble enough to say, God, I need you to teach me. I need you to show me. I need to grow. And as we respond, we're going to see the fullness of what God has for us. So how do we overcome that pain of inadequacy? Well, God works, I believe, in us in many ways. And sometimes He touches our lives and He can supernaturally transform those areas. But the other way that I think most often He uses is to use the people around us. And what He does is He positions us with people who are further along the track than us. Proverbs 27 verse 17 says this, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. The people around us are the greatest ironers of our lives. They have so much that they can teach us. We have so much we can learn just from the people that God has in our family, in our friendships, in our workplaces. And sometimes we're challenged by other people. And and the tendency is to draw back as we experience that pain. But God wants us to draw and to learn from those people around us, to look to them and learn from them and say, what can I receive from you? 
<laughs> I remember when God first partnered me with a mentor. I was in my late 20s and my pastor began to mentor me. And at first I thought, this is amazing. She's, she's a wonderful leader. She was our pastor and she's very gifted. And I felt so privileged to be invited into her world that I could be mentored by her. But then it began to get difficult. See, then she began to challenge me. She began to put her finger on weaknesses. God began to use her to speak into the insecurities of my heart. It was like He gave her eyes to see into my heart. She saw where I was going as a leader and as a person, but she also saw the flaws and what needed to be addressed in my life. And can I tell you that some of those sessions were not much fun. Some of those sessions were difficult. I remember walking out of the office with tears in my eyes thinking, this is just way too hard. Hard. What I was experiencing was the, the pain of inadequacy. It was the pain of realising that I needed to grow and I needed to learn. But it's in that place that we now have a choice. We can welcome the opportunity to draw from another's expertise, to learn from their skill, to, to allow God to use the people in our lives that we may grow. Who is it in your life that challenges you? Who's it in your life that, that is, intimidates you in some way? They're, they're a better parent or they're a better friend or perhaps they have better communication skills. What is it about them? Can I encourage you to understand that God has positioned them in your life so that you can learn from them? Make the most of the opportunity to grow. Don't run away when it's painful. Don't run away when you're feeling challenged, when you're feeling intimidated. Draw into that situation and say, God, give me the grace to learn. Give me eyes to see. Help me to be humble and teachable that I may grow fully into the person that you've designed me to be. You're listening to God Conversations with Tanya Harris. Did you know you can subscribe to the program's podcast on iTunes? Simply look up God Conversations with Tanya Harris and click subscribe. Then you can listen to the program on your smartphone or tablet or computer, wherever you happen to be. That's the God Conversations with Tanya Harris podcast on iTunes. Why not check it out today? Few of us actively choose to change. We like comfort, routine, and we like safety. We eat the same foods, travel the same way to work, sit in the same seat at church, and practice the same habits day after day after day. So how does God get us to budge from that? How does He get us to grow when growth can be so uncomfortable? We've been talking already about one of the growing pains involved in following God's process of development on our lives, and that is the pain of inadequacy, how we need to face the fact that we actually need to learn. But today I want to talk about a different pain. This one is the pain of discomfort. Change is uncomfortable, isn't it? And as humans, we love to do what we've always done. We love operating the same way. It creates a sense of security for us. You know that line, well, we've always done it this way. For years, I was using a certain type of computer. I'd learned all the software. I knew all the shortcuts. I was super fast and I knew my way around it. But my good friend was a bit of a tech expert and he kept telling me that I needed to change to a completely different system. He told me how much faster it was, how much more user-friendly. In fact, he raved on a lot about it. But no matter how hard he tried to convince me, I wasn't about to change. It was 
far too uncomfortable. It was too hard. It would take so much energy and practice and make me learn things that I couldn't be bothered learning. I think that's how we are in life. We have the same kinds of habits. We talk to our family members a certain way. We overspend on certain things. We eat the same bad foods. We treat people with the same negative patterns. So the question is, how does God get us to budge from that state of things? How does he get us to grow and to learn? He uses hard times. There's a famous line in the scriptures in Isaiah 54. It talks about growth and enlargement. Enlarge the place of your tent, it says. Stretch your tent curtains out wide. Don't hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. It was a word for the nation of Israel in Isaiah chapter 54. And it was referring to their tents. He was saying, stretch out your homes, stretch out your families, grow and learn in the land in which you are living. But the thing about this verse, the thing about what God was saying to them was that they were experiencing extremely difficult times. They'd been exiled from their homeland, taken away from everything they had ever known. They were experiencing an extraordinary sense of pain. And God speaks into that time and he says, I want to use this time to grow you. It's at that point that he says, stretch. It seems so unfair, doesn't it? They were already in this place of challenge and in this place of difficulty. And yet God comes along and says, I want you to grow. I want you to use these hard circumstances. See, God allows us, or sometimes He positions us in places where we don't want to go, in situations that we don't like, or perhaps with people who rub us up the wrong way. There may be betrayal or or broken relationships or, or times of ill health. He's not the author of bad things. He's a father who loves us, but he knows how to use them to grow us. He wants to use our hard times to overcome the pain of discomfort. But it's not automatic. In fact, growing through those hard times is dependent on one particular thing. It's important to remember that God is not the author of hard times. He's a father who loves us and he wants the best for us. He's like a father caring for his children. But he uses our places of brokenness, those times of humility where we're undone so that he can bring change in our lives. We've been talking in the series about the imagery of a pot that God has on his wheel, how he shapes and forms us to become the design that he's created us to be. So in God's hand, hard times become like the water on clay. They soften us. They allow us to be moulded. They allow us to change. You see, a love of comfort stops us from growing and change is uncomfortable. Hard times can actually allow us to move into those growth seasons. It's the perfect way to change. I was talking about my computer and how I didn't want to change my computer, even though the other way of doing it was superior, my tech friends said. And finally, things came to a head. My old computer blew up and suddenly I was forced in a very uncomfortable position. But it wasn't until that time that I actually had to go through the process of going through that whole learning of a new system. Years later, I'm so pleased that it's happened. And I think that's what it's like in life. 
We come across hard times, across difficulty, and God uses them to call us up, to enlarge and to stretch and to grow. But there's one thing that we need to do in that process because hard times don't automatically bring change. Hard times can make us brittle and crack if we're not responding to God's hand. We need to actually cooperate with what God is saying and what He's doing. Hebrews chapter 12 talks about this. It says, Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as His children. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it, for those who allow God's hand to mould them and to use those difficult circumstances. As we finish up today, I invite you to reflect on this question. How has God used hard times in your life to bring growth? What trials have you experienced that have made you stronger? And whatever challenge you're going through today, can I invite you to allow God to enter the picture? Allow Him to use that pain to shape and mould you into a better person. You know, it's cute when you watch a little one-year-old toddler learning to walk. It's almost funny to see them topple over as they take their first step. But you know, it's not so much fun as an adult, is it? Making mistakes is humiliating. Failure is costly. It's embarrassing and we all hate it. This next pain that we're looking at, the pain of growth that we go through, is the pain of failure. It's the pain we experience when we learn something for the first time. It's the pain that we experience when God calls us to do something that we don't know how to do. But you know, there's a way to avoid making mistakes, and it's this. Never try something you've never done before. Stay in your comfort zone, and that way you're guaranteed to avoid the pain of failure. To be honest, this was me. In fact, all my life, I've been that kind of person. I carefully constructed my life so that I would never make mistakes. I'd never experienced this fail. I've always been a good student and I'd always do the sports and and be involved in the activities that I knew that I was good at. I have a bit of a perfectionist personality. So I set up my life in a predictable way so I would never fail. Then I started following God. Then I asked Him to speak to me and to lead me into all that He had for me. And to be honest, it was terrifying. I remember at one point in my life when God first called me to pioneer a church. Oh my gosh, the fear of failure was excruciating. I was terrified that I would fail. I looked around and I saw other pioneer works and I I saw people a lot more gifted than me. I saw how difficult it could be and I thought, how am I going to do this? I could fail. It was a huge risk. See, God is committed to our growth and He wants us to learn. And that means that we need to experience the risk involved in learning. I think of how He describes it when He led the Israelites into the promised land. He talks about it in Joshua chapter 3, verse 4, and He says, I'm calling you to follow me since you've never been this way before. Following God means that He's going to lead us into places that we have never been before. He's going to call us to do things that we feel inadequate about. He's going to call us to learn and to grow, to try things that we may not be good at because He wants us to learn. The question is, are we willing to face the possibility of failure in order that we may grow, in order that we may follow Him? 
I think we need to understand that mistakes are part of the learning process and that's okay. They become opportunities to learn. I remember when I first set up my ministry, God Conversations, a number of years ago, God called me to do it, but I'd never done it before and I didn't know what to do. I remember first setting up my website and I came across this really fancy software called Flash. We set up the website and it was really clever and interesting and creative. But over time, as I began to use it, I realised that it wasn't achieving what I wanted it to. It wasn't working for me. I remember starting to to research a little bit and coming across this article that said, 10 reasons why you shouldn't use this software. I'm like, but I've already built this website. I've already paid all this money out. All these people have been using their time. And I realised that I'd made a terrible mistake. And I began to beat myself up over it, actually. I began to think about how much I'd wasted and, and what a bad job I'd done until I realised that the only reason I'd made a mistake is because I'd followed God's plan. I'd followed His call and I'd done something that I'd never done before. And the truth is, when we're learning, when we're growing, we're like that little toddler learning to walk. We're going to take a few steps and we may fall over and it might cost us something. It may be a little bit embarrassing. But when we experience those things, we now have an opportunity to learn. We have an opportunity to grow and God will continue to move us into those unknown places. He'll continue to call us to do unknown projects because God wants to grow us, to mould us. He wants to increase us and enlarge us and take us into places of blessing. And we need to trust Him that even when we make mistakes, we're still loved, we're still accepted, we're still growing in His family. And that will never change. But mistakes and failure are part of the opportunity that we have to grow. I have a question for you. What have you done in the past year that's taken you out of your comfort zone? What have you been learning that's something new where you felt a little bit of that fear of failure? I encourage you to keep following what God is leading you into. Keep being prepared to try something new, to grow into all that He has for you because God has so much for each one of us. I grew up in the city of Melbourne and then moved to Sydney a bit later in life. So it had probably been about five years before I went back for my first real visit and had a chance to catch up with people that I'd grown up with. And I have to say, it was a bit of a shock. There were quite a few rounded bellies, some greying hairs and receding hairlines. And of course, there were some new babies as well. There was a lot of change. Things had certainly moved on while I was away. But you know, the most painful thing about going home and visiting was that in some cases, there was no change. There were some people who were still complaining about the same issues, still facing the same problems that they'd always faced. There were still issues in their marriage. They were still stuck in jobs they weren't enjoying or harbouring the same grudges and wounds from 10 years ago. See, we've talked about growing pains, the things that we experience as God calls us to growth. But there's one pain that's the greatest of them all, and that is the pain of not growing, the pain of stagnating, of living in the same place with your weaknesses, your addictions and your hang-ups and your sin. When we're facing the same problems, having the same conversations, living with the same old habits. See, God has in mind a design for each of us. 
We're formed in his image, wonderfully made. He has purpose for us, but he wants us to grow and be transformed into that design. He wants to use us. And the way he does that is he touches our lives. He restores the image of God in us, and then he uses us to change our world. He wants to work in us, but we have to respond. We've talked a little bit about that imagery of the clay pot in Jeremiah chapter 18, where God likens his people to a vessel that's marred in his hand and he wants to come and shape and form us. He spins us around on that wheel and he touches the cracks and the, and the marred places that he wants to form into his likeness. But the question is, will we be soft and malleable in his hands? Or will we be like another pot that he takes from the shelf? He puts on the wheel and he begins to turn it around. He begins to touch it and form it. And the jar cracks with his touch. It refuses to budge. It refuses to grow. He adds the water. He continues to sculpt it. But the jar won't change. God works in us for his good purposes. But we need to cooperate with what he's doing. It's up to us. The pain of no growth, that pain of resisting God's hand and experiencing the same weaknesses and the same problems that we always have. And it comes about when we resist his touch, when we don't respond to what the Spirit of God is doing. But let me tell you, when we respond to God's hand on our lives, we also experience the rewards. For me, that's been significant change in my life. As I look back over the years, you know, I was a very shy young girl, many insecurities and fears in my life. I wanted so desperately to do great things for God, to really follow Him. And I, st- I started praying all those prayers. But then God began to work. He began to move. He began to speak to me. And I experienced that pain that we all go through. But as I've looked back, I've seen what His hand has done. I've seen the rewards that has brought me, the freedom and that expansiveness and that vision fulfilled in my life. He has that for each one of us. And He comes to each one of us and He says this, reading from Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 5 to 6. Then the word of the Lord came to me, And he said, he's speaking to Jeremiah, Can I not do with you, O house of Israel, as the potter does? Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. God is asking us that question today. Will you be clay in my hand? Will you allow me to mould you into a vessel unto good use? First Timothy chapter 2 talks about that design for each one of us. He wants to use us, but it's up to us to respond. What's God putting his finger on in your life today? Are you resisting it or are you cooperating with his touch? Hey, thanks so much for listening to this series. My prayer for you is that you will know the grace and the touch of God as you respond to Him, moulding you and shaping you for His glory. I pray that as you go through those growing pains, you'll experience the joy that comes from His hand. Thank you so much for joining us today. Until next time, you're listening to God Conversations with Tanya Harris. Talk to you again soon. Great to have you on the show today. 
Don't miss the next episode by subscribing on iTunes. Search for God Conversations, leave us a review so others can learn to hear God's voice too. 